word witch holds meaning to me because there are so many women starting to use that word witch and it creates a sisterhood. It creates a coven of women that when we use that word together, we're even more powerful. We're even stronger together. I am an empowerment coach. I am here to empower you to create the life that you want to live. to quit your slave job, to be brave enough to figure out how to serve your sacred purpose. Welcome back, sisters, witches, magical women. What a powerful eclipse that we just had. June and I played a live ritual for all of you that can be found on the Silver Lake Priestess YouTube I also went to an awesome ceremony with my sister Raquel from Modern Witch Movement and we made talismans and we were howling and beating drums and screaming intentions off of a hilltop as the moon went from being eclipsed to the light shining back on us again and it was extremely exciting and powerful. I spent last weekend at a very powerful transformational weekend with my coach Kiara Mizuko in Los Angeles. And next week I am flying out to North Carolina to go do some deep shadow work training with another one of my coaches, Joanna Lindenbaum. So this year already has been very exciting and very intense and there's so much going on and I'm sure that many of you are experiencing the same type of energy. We had the new moon eclipse two weeks ago and we had this super intense full moon eclipse just this past evening. So there's a lot of energy going on and lots of women doing magical witchy work and so I am very excited today to be presenting my interview with Jillian from Forest and Fawn Alchemy. She is one of my sister witches that I met taking classes with Naha over at the House of Intuition. We were tarot readers there together and we're continuing on our journeys with having our own magical witchy businesses. She is a witch, she is a green witch, she is an herbalist, she is a tarot reader, and I'm excited to have her on the show. So please welcome Jillian Cook. Welcome to the Silver Lake Priestess podcast. I'm your hostess, Jamie Black, and I'm here with Jillian Cook of Forest and Fawn Alchemy. Welcome, Jillian, for joining us. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) So the name of this podcast is Professional Witchery. So I've been interviewing the different women, different priestesses, magicians. We are, I'm going to be interviewing witches. So Jillian is one of my witch sisters, magicians and witches together. We met in one of Naha's classes and Naha's already been on the show. So we met over at House of Intuition in one of Naha's classes a couple years ago. And we've just had this really fun journey of 
um, getting to be friends and studying and learning together and reading tarot cards together at the House of Intuition. And so she also is on this journey of creating her own magical business. And so we're going to talk about all of those things. And I'm so excited to have you here. I'm so excited that you invited me on. Yes. Um, so we're going to talk about the term witch. Let's just start with what does it mean to you? You know, to what does it mean? What does the term witch mean to you? Yeah. Well, for me, it's a very potent word um, and it has a lot of meaning for me. So this probably won't be a short answer, (laughs) (laughs) but um, you know, since I was a child, I had a fascination with witches and their magical powers. And, you know, of course, as a child and I was a female, I looked for um, strong female archetypes, characters to look up to. And, with Wonder Woman, Charlie's Angels, and Witches, that those were really who I found as kind of my um, women that held power and I looked up to as a child. So now when I use the word witch, I feel like it's me stepping into my power when I call myself a witch. And it really is an empowering feeling that then, you know, whatever we feel on the outside really reflects... um, you know, whatever we feel on the inside reflects outwardly. So that's one aspect of what the word witch means to me. The other is a connection to my ancestors. So I think about, you know, my grandmothers and especially those that would have lived during the burning times and how the word witch was actually used against them to take away their power. And so when I use the word witch, for me, I kind of see them rising up with me, um, getting some of that power back. And then lastly, I would say that the word witch holds meaning to me because there are so many women starting to use that word witch and it creates a sisterhood. It creates a coven of women that when we use that word together, we're even more powerful. We're even stronger together. So that's what the word witch means for me. Oh, I love that. I'm loving that experience. It really is this term of endearment with Mm -hmm. us and it is definitely claiming our power back. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you first know? I was kind of a late bloomer on on knowing that I was a witch. But when I think back to when I was younger, like one of the stories I always talk about was when I was a child, our house had a forest behind it. And right as you walked into the forest, not too far in, there was a little bit of a clearing with a rock there, a big rock. And I would collect things like acorns and feathers and flowers and agates or a pretty leaf. And I would put them on this rock together. So I was basically creating an altar. But I didn't know that, of course, as a child. Um, Really, I had imaginary friends in the forest, like little animal friends. (laughs) And so I was was leaving gifts for the animals um, on this rock. But... Now I, I watch myself build an altar and it's literally very similar to the way I did that as a child. Um, and then also 
there was a time when my sister was really sick and I remember I was raised Catholic. And so my dad said, you know, let's go pray for your sister. And it was, we were going to bed. So we said the prayer to heal my sister. And in the morning we woke up and her fever was gone and she felt so much better. And that to me just struck me as being so magical that I could just say a prayer and, you know, that would happen. And my parents kind of encouraged that. They were like, wow, you have magical prayers, you know? So I thought I was pretty special in that way. Um, And then it probably wasn't until about five or six years ago that I feel like I really understood what it meant to be a witch. And it wasn't the, the things we see on TV and the movies of, you know, being able to turn someone into a toad. It's really about, um, you know, creating the magic internally so that you create the world that you want to live in externally. And that to me is more of how I see myself as a witch now. And yeah, I really didn't start calling myself a witch until probably five or six years ago. Do you feel like studying the magic helps helped with that work? Because Absolutely. Yeah. Do you feel that the the way that we were studying all of that is like it's very structured and there's a way to really study and learn what it is that you're doing and learn how to do this internal alchemy, which is which is a, an awesome component to have mm-hmm. with this. So when when did you find the magic? When did you start studying magic? Um, it was about five or six years ago. It was, um, my first kind of step onto the path was I went to a Kundalini yoga class and, um, the word Kundalini, if you don't know, means uncoiled or coiled one in Sanskrit. And so the Hindu belief is that there's this primal energy that sits at the base of our spine and by doing kundalini yoga we raise that energy up our spine and up through our chakras and so it's supposed to be an awakening of this primal energy within us and I feel like I had that experience when I went to that kundalini yoga class like I could not believe how good I felt and I just felt changed. I mean, I felt I had been awakened and that was the first step. Um, and I, I realized really quickly that that feeling would go away from me if I didn't keep doing the yoga. And so I became a Kundalini yoga teacher. And when I was in training was when I found Naha and started studying with her. And my first class with her was actually the tarot classes. That was my first one with her. And from there, I just wanted to take every class I could find on magic. And yeah, I mean, the tarot cards, as I like to say, they're really more than just a divination tool. They really are, you know, working with connecting deeper within yourself And when you do that, you almost can't help but see magic within yourself and all around you. So that's really where it started for me. And when did you start studying herbalism? So as I was, 
I was learning, you know, um, tarot. I was learning crystals. I was already a yoga instructor. So I just, I love learning. I remember my mom asking me in college, like, what do you want to do with, you know, what do you, what do you want to do with this education? And and I was like, I just want to keep going to school. I just love learning. And so when I got a taste of a little bit of, you know, these classes and the magic, I just wanted more and more and more. And being someone who feels so connected to the earth and nature, um, even with all the stuff I had learned, I felt still that there was something missing. And that's when I found my herbalism teacher, Julie James down in Long Beach, um, Green Wisdom Herbal Studies. And that kind of completed for me what I needed in my magical workings was adding in the, um, the herbs and the plants, the plant folks. So how would you say that all of this changed your life? Um, what I know about you is that you, uh, worked, um, a corporate job for a very long period (laughs) and, um, that you, you have totally changed your life from, from all of this. So what happened to you? Um, so as I had these amazing teachers and learned all of this amazing knowledge and wisdom from them, I was so grateful. And what I wanted to do was have others get this information and knowledge too, and be able to teach others. And that's kind of my way of being of service and giving back too. So yeah, last year was a year of transformation for me, for sure. I had been living in LA for the last 12 years and um, I quit my corporate job, which I had been working in the corporate world, whether it was fashion or music for about 27 years. And I uh, loaded up my car and drove across the country and moved to Asheville, North Carolina. And that's where I am now. So yeah, it it completely changed my life. Tell us about the kind of work that you do. Um, Well, I I read tarot cards. um, And what I really love doing, though, is teaching classes. So I just launched my first tarot course here in Asheville back in November. And um, I I really didn't do anything. And the class sold out in four days. (laughs) So I definitely saw that there was, I mean, and that was kind of the message that I got from my guides was that I needed to come here to Asheville because I was thinking about other places, but my guides told me to go where they felt I was needed most. And that was here. Um, So I started my tarot course and now I'm teaching my um, green witch uh, magical herbs class. I'm teaching an introduction to crystals class. I'm teaching how to work with um, plants for self-care by making your own infused oils. Um, I'm also doing uh, witch's apothecary class, which is just talking about, you know, some basic herbs, both medicinally and magically that people should have or witches should have in their um, apothecary. My favorite class to teach is my green witch class. And it's usually my most popular (laughs) and that is working with plants in um, ritual and ceremony. And 
And that class really came out of the fact that I wanted to take that class and I could not find it anywhere. And so I decided that I was just going to create the class. So I did the research and I did the studying and I came up with the curriculum. And even as I was teaching the class and, and or sorry, um, as, as I was putting the class together, because there's all kinds of books out there that you can read on plant magic and working with plants. Um, and, you know, these are somebody else's ideas of a lot of times the energy and the spirits working with them as an individual. And we, it's, to me, the plants are just like people, like I'm gonna have a different relationship with you that I'm going to have with another person. And same, if you two, then those two people had a relationship, it's going to be different than the relationship you and I have together. So I look at plants as being spirits that you need to work with based on your own relationship with them. So one of the things that I teach in that class is go out and and sit with the plants and listen to the plants and really get to know them so that when you are working with them in ritual and ceremony, you have your own connection to them. And what they bring to your magic is unique to you and that plant. And I'll just give you an example. For me, um, lilac. So lilac is a plant that I gave my mother as a child. So for me, it always reminds me, whenever I smell lilac, I think of my mother. So that we know mothers are very nurturing and caring, usually, hopefully. Um, <laughs> and But it also reminds me of being a child. So that's an imaginative energy and a playful energy. So for me, I don't need to look in any book to tell me how to work with lilac when I'm doing a magical working. I already know my relationship to that plant and its spirit and how it relates to me. So if I'm doing something that I want to bring in a nurturing energy or playful or creative, lilac would be a plant that I would use, if that makes sense. Exciting to hear about the I wish I could be there too. Well... <laughs> Funny you say that because I am <laughs> I am working on trying to get them up online. So yeah, so hopefully by the end of January, I'll at least have a first of a first couple of my tarot courses up, um, and then I'll be adding more as the year goes on. So my goal is to put one up a month. We'll see if I can do that um, because you know. I'm not the most technic, technical savvy person, but I'm figuring it out as I go. So I can teach you some of that tech stuff. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's the thing that is amazing nowadays. It's like, yes, you can take witchy classes on your computer and you can just, you know, be at home. And that's the thing that is cool too, is to, for certain types of classes, it's really great to be at home with your altar or with all of your own supplies. Right, right. Especially if you're doing some, if you're maybe doing some like ritual work or something like with herbs, mm -hmm. have all of your herbs already, that would be really cool. Yeah, and just the fact that I could reach so many more people because 
I, I do have people reach out to me, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook and say, Oh, I wish I was closer. I wish I could take your class. And I would like to give them that opportunity to be able to do that. So yeah, online classes, live classes, I'm hoping to do it all this year, I guess. <laughs> um, I met some awesome teachers uh, last year from just kind of like following that, seeing somebody post for a class on Instagram. Um, that's how I met Laura that I had on the show that, that she did the blood mysteries portion and her and Grail. I had that. I, I met them from taking her class online and then going up to Ashland, Oregon and having such an amazing time up there with them and then bringing them down. And so it's really even this interview we're doing um, live on right. Zoom and it's going live on our Facebook. And so, you know, there's all these really cool tools to use for sharing magic. Yes. So really excited to hear that you're doing all of that. So um, the question that I would like to ask then is how does it feel that that's the work that you're doing as opposed to what you're doing maybe last year this time? <laughs> Um, well, I mean, starting and, and running your own business, um, is a pretty daunting task. <laughs> so although, um, that can be frustrating at times and difficult, uh, I always know the space where I come from and the reason why I'm doing it. And that feels so, so good on so many levels that that makes it all worth it. So it, it, it does feel amazing and you do feel empowered and it's interesting because you put yourself out there like this and you don't know the response you're going to get. And it, it just, just trust yourself. Cause like, if you're feeling the call, I just know I've just had so many people show up and support me in this work in so many different ways. So it's, yeah, it's really rewarding. And I love like silly things. Like I could have paid someone to do my website and I did have a friend help me through some of it but I did it myself and it may not be the best website in the world, but I did it. And that feels really good to me when you have those little accomplishments and it's something personal to you that you did yourself too. And what is nice about that as frustrating as, as it is, is that everything is online now and there are so many like technological aspects that you do have to learn and learning one site really helps you for learning another site. And yes. as frustrating as it is initially, it's really helpful to just like plow through, keep stick to it and just figure out how to do it. And sometimes, yeah, you can ask help and ask for help and have somebody show you how to do it. Um, but I have this, you know, this foundational business program for women who are creating their spiritual businesses they can take this program and it's all, it's just, it's all the how to steps, what to do first, what to do next, what sites to go to that are easier, how you create everything, how you create logos and flyers and business cards and your website. And, you know, there's just so many things, but if we look at like, it costs our brain to expand and grow. Yeah. yeah. And we become more empowered for than doing something like having a live class on the mm -hmm. internet, on mm -hmm. Instagram 
so that, you know, you can connect with people. Um, never would I have imagined that it would be like this technology that I used to be so resistant to that would be <laughs> what has like connected me to all of like my witchy priestess sisters has yeah. been the internet. Yeah. Oh, so what, yeah, what else can I ask you? So can you share with us how the name of your business and how people can find you? I'm going to put all that information. Sure. So it's Forest and Fawn Alchemy. And that's another thing when starting your business. I think I could have spent years trying to come up with a name. <laughs> and sometimes you just got to go with it. Um, so forest, because of my, I love being in the trees and the forests and, you know, that childhood memory that I shared earlier, that is, is probably one of my most, um, vibrant memories that I have kind of as a child. Um, so that's where the forest came from. And then fawn to me has just always been one of my spirit animals that I really connect to, um, is a deer. And so I use those two names and then alchemy because I, you know, I'm such a mixture of all these different things between herbalism and yoga and tarot and, alchemy and you know all of this stuff that um and I really also like to take you know the parts that really resonate with me from these things and kind of make things my own I once had somebody say to me like you should just stick with one thing and just be really really good at it and um it's just not me you know that's for some people and that's great but it's not for me. I like to dabble in everything. And so those are the times. What? Those are the times that we're living in also. Yeah. Yeah. And and really they all relate to each other. I mean, there's there's there is an underlying connection to all of them. So it's not like I'm combining, I mean, not that you couldn't, but I'm not combining like soccer and tarot cards. Like I'm combining, you know, herbalism and tarot cards, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's where the alchemy part came in. And then you can find me, my website is just forest and fawn. So, um, that's easy enough. And then I have an Instagram and a Facebook page. Um, I post, um, a lot of my classes on meetup as well, but you can get the links. Really, if you just go to my website, it has links to everything. So, um, um, something I was saying is that, uh, you know, we, I, we're waking up to all of our past lives. So you've definitely had more than one magical past life. Right. There, you know, there is some of this in yoga where it's like, cause I, I've done, I've studied yoga as well and used to teach, and, um, you know, there's this thing where, like, you know, you just pick one teacher and you only study with that one teacher. And I feel like martial arts was like that as well, even though I did have a few different teachers. It was like, you find your teacher and then you just kind of only stay with that teacher. And so it's similar, like, with these art forms. Maybe there was an idea back then where you were like this type of witch and that was it. Or you tradition and you were doing Western mystery tradition, hermeticism, Kabbalah. That's different than being like a green witch or a kitchen witch or an herb witch or whatever. Or Lisa Lister in her book, Witch, has an awesome part of this book that I love is that she has a breakdown of all the different types of witches that you can be. 
And so for the people that really feel like they need to identify with this one, she has it listed out for you. Or there's people who are like, I have a little bit of this and then I have a little bit of that. And there's so many of us right now that are, are really, I think it's because we've already done the work in our past lives. That's mm-hmm. the way that I see it. And then it's like, yeah, there's a reason why I'm really connected to this and really connected to this both. And so I, there's no reason that I, in this new age that I need to choose. That's not the time that we're living in. Like I can use both. I can call myself a witch. I can call myself a magician. I can wear <laughs> all over my body. I can practice this and that. Um, I can wear all black and have blonde hair. You know what I mean? It's just like, I, it's just the, we can have the contrast and we can have everything and we can be this for a while. And then we can go down this path for a while and you can do the different forms of yoga. And that is really exciting. It's empowering also. Um, Yeah. Oh, and I just think too, like as a person, like I'm always evolving, you know, like there was a time I had no tattoos and blonde hair and now I'm covered in tattoos and have dark hair. Like you just evolve as a person. And so you have different interests and, and, you know, one thing leads to another kind of too. So I think it's kind of just natural to evolve as a, as a person, as you're learning and, and seeking, and looking for this wisdom and knowledge. So yeah, I have no problem with practicing many, many things. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I had kind of earlier, but I know that what I wanted to have you share about was that not only are you teaching in Asheville, not only are you teaching online, but you also taught at Spirit Weavers. Last yes. So Spirit Weavers for me was an experience that, um, was also very life-changing in a really positive way. So I wanted, I I had seen it, you know, people were posting pictures and talking about it on social media and I thought it looked amazing. And I was like, I want to go to this. And if you don't know what Spirit Weavers is, it's basically a gathering of women and they share in ceremony, they share in ritual, they share their skills, um, they, I mean, there's ancestral skills, there's herbalism, there's crafting, um, there's cacao ceremony. It's just a mishmash of all kinds of different backgrounds and, uh, classes that are taught by women to women. And it's, it's something that I had never experienced before just being surrounded by that many women. So when I went I was, I was terrified. I went by myself. I'd never slept in a tent before. As a matter of fact, I tried putting it up in my living room in my Hollywood apartment, like the week before I went and I got it, I got it up and I was, you know, and then I drove to Northern California and, um, pitched my tent. I was so excited that I I got my tent up because I was the most nervous about that. And then someone came up and said, I'm sorry, you can't camp there. That's kind of our ceremony and ritual area. And I had to undo my tent and move it. And I think she could see I was like about to cry because (laughs) I was just like, no. And, um, so she helped me. And at that point I just knew I was going to be supported like the rest of the weekend. And I just stopped stressing and just enjoyed the journey. And it was so beautiful. I've I know you've been with a group of women before and I mean, I don't know if you've been with a a group of women this large before, like 600 women where it's just women, but 
it holds a special energy where you just feel safe. And like as a woman for the first time in my life, I felt actually safe. Like I didn't have to worry that somebody was going to say something to me, you know, walking down the street. I didn't have to worry that I was going to say something. And, and when I say someone, usually a man <laughs> makes you feel stupid or cat calls you or there was none of that. Like you just were beautifully accepted as you are. You could wear makeup, not wear makeup. You could wear your pajamas all day. You could get in a beautiful dress, like didn't matter. Um, and it was like this alternate reality I'd never experienced before. So that was probably the coolest part of it. And then classes were amazing. Um, I've met so many dear friends through spirit weavers and I'd gone for three years before I finally got up the courage to ask to be a teacher. And so last year I was able to teach and that felt really good to be able to give back. And it really didn't, you know, matter to me how many people came to my classes or anything like that, even though it did. Um, <laughs> but I had um, great classes and again, just so many great women. And I, if anybody gets the experience, whether it's spirit weavers or another gathering where you just get together with a large group of women where you can just feel safe and secure, it's just amazing. It, it's a little bit hard to come back into the real world after that um it's kind of a shock so you just have to really learn to ease your way back into it but yeah it's an amazing experience and I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to teach there I'm going to try and make it this year I'm not sure yet um it's a lot farther from Asheville but we'll see so well that sounds amazing um yeah I've been doing a lot of work with women but I've not been at a 600 women only yeah yeah that sounds awesome yeah the circles that night around the fire I mean there's hundreds of women gathered with drums and song and it's yeah it like takes you back in time like you feel like you're with your ancestors you know so it's amazing (laughs) thank you for sharing about that yeah well, thank you for joining us. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm so excited to see you here and so excited for your journey and all of your classes and not being in corporate America anymore. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. And I'm, I mean, you're an inspiration to me, all the work that you're doing. I feel like I'm just, you know, in the midst of it and you are so far beyond that. Um, maybe it doesn't feel like it to you, but, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, you truly are an inspiration and thank you for going out and empowering women and people with the work you do. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging and you're welcome. And (laughs) all of us, it takes all of us. And I always say this, but we all have a seat in the circle. We all have some, we all have a different part. And this podcast has been what it is also because of all of the women that I have brought onto the show. And so far, everybody that I've brought on the show is someone that I have known in my life personally, um, in one way or another, and women that have inspired me and women that have um, made me feel like I have a sisterhood. 
And so it's also just, you know, my honor to be able to share you with the rest of the world. So thank you for coming. I love you. I love you. We'll put all of Jillian's information in the show notes. And so you can take one of her classes and buy her products. And um, I will see you (laughs) soon. Let's be. All right. Bye.